Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Hello, Stuart Laundy welcoming you along once again to In the Spotlight, the weekly podcast of the Witham Community Arts Centre here in Barnard Castle, County Durham. If it's your first time listening to us, welcome along. I hope you enjoy the next uh, 25 minutes or so. Really interesting show for you this week. Our special guest is comedian Marcus Birdman, who's coming to the Witham on Friday, September the 29th. And his tour show, which is called Platinum, embraces uh, his experiences uh, coping with the effects of a stroke. It's a really interesting chat, one of the best I've had during the course of doing this podcast. And uh, I hope you'll find it just as fascinating as I did. A bit later on, Jane Woodward will be joining me as usual to look forward to what's coming up at the Witham. But to kick us off, a little bit of music, and it comes from Mark Harrison, who is coming to play a gig at the Witham on February the 24th next year. Tickets for the gig have just gone on sale, and to get you in the mood, here's a track from his 2014 album, The World Outside. This is called Long Gone Miles. Find a country boy knocking at my door. He came right in, slept right on the floor. Never said a word, seen but not heard. Now look at long gone miles, sitting in the back of a Cadillac. Look at long gone miles, passing the bottle here and back. Look at long. Took off on the road A couple thousand places that we go Getting a better deal Than a brand new automobile Now look at long gone miles Sitting in the back of the Cadillac Look at long gone miles Passing the bottle here and back Look at long Take no shit, not even one little bit. Now look at long gone miles, sitting in the back of a Cadillac. Look at long gone miles, passing the bottle here and back. Look at long. Lounging in our car Suits and shades, fine hats and looking sharp Well now look at this photo here We're grinning from ear to ear That's me and long gone miles Sitting in the back of a Cadillac Look at long gone miles 
in a bottle here and back Look at long, gone miles Oh yeah Mark Harrison there, and you can find out more details about the gig that he's got in February next year by going onto the website www.thewitham.org.uk. Hi, this is Sheila. Hi, this is Jim. And we're volunteers, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to In the Spotlight, the Witham's podcast. Now to our special guest, who is comedian Marcus Birdman. I caught up with him a couple of days ago to chat about his uh, new tour show, which is called Platinum. So for this week's In the Spotlight podcast, um, we'll, we'll turn into comedy. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Marcus Birdman, who is bringing his platinum to a show to the Witham on Friday, September the 29th. Marcus, how are you doing? Hello, Stuart. I'm all right now. Uh, thank you. Bit flustered. Absolutely. What, what what our dear listeners don't know is we've uh, we've had one or two technical issues in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, really, well, I have. All, all my own doing. And I apologise for that <laughs> to everybody. Not at all, not at all. So, um, yeah, you're, you're heading off on tour. Um, yeah. Are, are we at the start of it, the middle of it, or coming to the end of a of a of a three year run? Or yeah, no. So I've I've done six now. So uh, the Witham when I come to you at the end of uh, September will be about halfway through. So, um, I'll be pretty polished by then. I would, I reckon, I hope. Excellent. How's it going? How's the show going down? Great. Yeah, it's really nice. Actually, it's really good to um. I, 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 the show's really lovely and it got a really nice response in Edinburgh, um, sort of uh, both critically and from kind of people. Um, and so it's really nice to be out and about and doing it and um, kind of uh, I'm enjoying that. I, I'm supported by uh, Melinda McCuma, who's a good friend of mine, and that sort of really works because it's kind of fun. I'd heard that kind of touring can be a bit lonely, but it's quite nice to take your pal along, you know. So, so, um, so it's been great. It's been a really nice, really nice time. Well, I'm sure you'll be among friends in uh, in Barnard Castle because, of course, we've been billing it as the big homecoming. So you'd perhaps ex- <laughs> best explain your connection to the town. <laughs> yeah, well, I was born there. Um, my father was the chaplain of the school um, many moons ago. Too many to care to mention, really. But so I'll be honest with you, I ha- I don't really know Barnard Castle, but this is how I was born there, but brought up in Essex. Um, so I have been there a couple of times to the Bose Museums after the fact. But um, so it is, as you say, a homecoming uh, it by technically, although it isn't um, it isn't a place I'm familiar with. But I've done I've done a couple of gigs for Peter in the past. And uh, and it's, I, I, you know, I know I know this town as a very beautiful place. Oh, well, it's enough to claim you as one of our own. Yeah, I reckon. Well, you might not want to, I suppose, after <laughs> after the fact. But uh, I um, I hope I hope people will. The show that you bring into us touches uh, touches on health issues. I mean, you, you've you've uh, but you, you probably best explain it yourself. Yeah, well, the, the it hinges around the fact that I've had uh, two strokes. Um, the last one being in lockdown, which I can imagine 
doesn't sound the most hilarious premise uh, for a comedy show, but I promise you it is respect, respectfully kind of, you know, funny and um, uh, it gets that response. So I wanted it to be obviously a funny show, but also have a kind of serious message and or have heart. I mean, I say that from a, from a sort of metaphorical point of view, but actually also that's why it's called platinum because I now have uh, a large bit of platinum in my heart, which needed to be mended. I had to have several heart operations um, after my stroke, and I've now got a bit of platinum to close a hole in my uh, heart. So that's kind of why why the show's called that. And also, I think the show does, you know, as I say, it's a funny show, and as I said at the beginning, but um, it does touch on a serious subject and does, um, I hope, have a bit of heart to it. Do you describe yourself as fully recovered now or, or, or not? Well, I... I'm, I've lost half my eyesight, so I will never fully recover. I mean, I'm physically fully recovered, um, I, I think. I'm pretty unfit because I don't really – I can't. I used to cycle a lot and run a lot. I can't do that because I'm going to end up cycling straight into something. Um, but my, and my eyesight is, say, permanently I've lost half of it. But um, – so I don't think I will fully recover. Um, but um, I think I am – fairly fit i hope fingers crossed it it's it strikes me as a strange a strange one this one when when you when you suffer a severe uh, health setback is to how you come back for it obviously you've you've felt the best way to come back for it is to embrace it as part of what you do rather than hide hide away i mean some people i know do when they, when they have suffered sort of a health setback they do kind of hide away and their confidence mm. goes i mean did did you lose any confidence uh when you were, when you were sort of recovering through the through the whole thing yeah i mean ma- massively um i mean i i'm not i mean it's this is sort of counterintuitive but i think a lot a lot of comics and maybe this is an artistic temperament anyway on the one hand we are we think we're the best people in the world and uh everybody should listen to us on the other hand we're racked with sort of imposter syndrome and self doubt and uh, lack of confidence um, and certainly that fed into that aspect of my personality. And yeah, just really didn't sure. Like at, right at the beginning, I wasn't even sure I could write or read. You know, I had to ask someone to bring me book and bring me, uh, you know, writing influence just to see whether I could do it. And I couldn't really read at the beginning. Um, that slowly kind of came back. So, yeah, absolutely not my confidence. But it also really built my confidence. I think it, when I kind of got it into my head, like I think I'd been, I hadn't really, during lockdown, I hadn't really written anything. I wasn't really thinking about stand up because I wasn't doing any gigs and nothing had occurred to me to be funny. And for someone who is normally used to writing all the time and I enjoy writing every day, I hadn't written anything for two years. And then suddenly I had this experience and I, I just started kind of, writing about it little notes and little things occurred to me and stuff happened that was funny or extra by definition extraordinary because of the situation I was was in you know so on the one hand yeah to answer your question it massively knocked my confidence and on the other hand it was a it was almost as the same time giving me the leg to get back up on the horse you know and what was it like getting back up on stage for the first time after after you'd recovered sufficiently i'm terrifying i mean i just didn't know 
I didn't know whether I could do it. I didn't know whether I my brain could work at the speed that it would need to to do stand up. Um, I didn't know whether I would remember my material. I mean, I I now I, I sit down because my balance is poor, and because of my eyesight, I get a lot of. I'm not even because I've lost half my eyesight, but it's not even um, it's not blind so much. It's kind of like kaleidoscopic, a lot of movement. So if I sit down, then there's less movement. Um, and I have a little kind of set list, which I know a lot of people would think would be a bit of a cheat list, you know, because comedians just go up there and make it all up as they go along. But I've got, I'm here to tell you, kids, spoiler alert, that's not what happens. But um, I have a little kind of crib sheet just to remind me of uh, what's coming next, you know, which might sound like, oh, my God, he doesn't know what he's doing. I, I do. I, I can remember them. I remember all the jokes, not necessarily the order that they're supposed to be in. So a little bit of a crib sheet. Um, so it was terrifying. I didn't know whether I could do it, um, but tried to get back to doing it. Um, and one thing that was really inspirational, like Jason Manford was going back on tour and, uh, you know, I've known him a, a million years and he said to me, I'm going to do the Palladium in six months. Do you want to support me? Um, and that was such a good kind of, goalpost you know I kind of like get back on the get back to it for that kind of end uh scenario so that was really a blessing for that and his management I um that was a really good kind of ins you know incentive to to get back on the horse as we say so well it wasn't it wasn't easy and it was quite psychologically frightening but as I as I started to get back into it and then I talked a lot about my stroke and that seemed to really resonate with people and that's something that I found really really rewarding you know I mean I'm not you know I don't want to be poster boy for stroke and there's a lot I talk about in the show that's got nothing to do with stroke um but um it's something that's very close to my heart and you know people would people would say stuff like oh how can you you know how can you talk about your stroke that's not funny or that's really you know must be very scary or or triggering for you and it felt very much like, how could I not talk about my stroke? You know, I, almost disingenuous to talk about anything else because that's all of my sort of psyche is taken up with, like, stroke, 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 you know. So to talk about biscuits or, or um, the football would, would be kind of ridiculous because, you know, but that, that none of my brain is really thinking about that. So so on the one hand, it was scary. And on the other hand, it was it was extremely kind of, not self-indulgent, I don't mean that, but like really helpful to me, you know, yeah. that's the kind of the byproduct that is that that's sort of helpful or interesting to other people. That's great. But, you know, I've got to be honest with you. It was to help me. <laughs> Do you find um, members of the audience coming up afterwards to sort of share experiences um, if they've had this, yeah. if they've suffered <laughs> <Yeah>. similarly? <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, it's ridiculous, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I do end up finding myself playing kind of stroke or ailment top trumps with people after the uh, after the show, you know, which is kind of, which, you you know, and, you, and I say this with absolutely respectfully, and anyone who's spoken to me afterwards, I'm sure would get this in that position, that I always feel a complete fraud if someone is far, you know, far worse off than me, and I always feel a sort of, touch of pride if i if i've if i've got a higher trump score than the person i'm speaking to that's a very rewarding thing i mean i say in bath yesterday i had a, I had, you know a couple of speech therapists and 
four stroke survivors who came talked to me after the show one who'd come from bristol to bath um and it was it's it's so rewarding to talk to them you know um and it's a very interesting thing Stuart. actually i got when i did when i talked about this on britain's got talent i got a lot of grief from the public going how dare you make jokes about stroke and i noticed as i read them that none of them came from people who'd had a stroke yeah you know and overwhelmingly when I speak to people and they come up afterwards or they contact me and they've had strokes, they say, thank you. You know, thank you for talking about it. It doesn't get talked about. And now I'm not saying it's to pat myself on the back. I'm not, you know, I did it for myself, as I say, for my own recovery. But if the, if the byproduct of that is that someone else is, is sort of helped or engaged by that then i'm very i'm very proud of that i think we'll leave it there marcus that was that was uh, that, that, that wasn't quite what was i expecting when not normally when i interview comedians for uh, for the podcast that was something a little a little different this time uh, we wish you every success <laughs> with the tour we look forward to thank seeing you. you when you come home all the best thanks a lot Stuart. take care see you again hi this is tabby from the cafe and you're listening to in the spotlight the withams podcast so if you heard a bit of background noise there, that's just Jane Woodward making her way into the studio. Jane, how are you doing? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Stuart. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was trying to sort of politely sort of say that you're clumped in in your size 10s. <laughs> size 10? <laughs> All right, your delicate size 7s. Mm, yes, that's more like it. <laughs> hey dear, where did that week go to, eh? I mean, it doesn't seem like two minutes since you were here last. Uh, uh, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's have a look. What we got coming up? We've got some good music coming up early in the new year. Roots, uh, roots and blues, and a bit of folk. Do tell us more. Yes, yeah, Saturday the twenty fourth of February, we have Mark Harrison Band. He uh, is a regular on BBC Radio Two Pick of the Week. There's some very good stuff of Mark Harrison. If you've not come across him before, some very good stuff of him on YouTube. He plays. Um, he's coming up with it as part of a trio, and they're very, very good indeed. Yes, he's an original songwriter. Stunning guitarist and a master storyteller. Yeah, should be a good night. Mm -hmm. So that's Saturday the 24th and then the following Saturday. We have Martin Simpson, who has been to the Witham before. Mm -hmm. uh, he is one of the top 30 acoustic guitarists of all time. Blimey. And he's one of the finest ever acoustic and slide guitar players and a fine banjo player as well. You see, I'm a sucker for a bit of a slide guitar. I love a bit of Chris Rea doing the slide guitar. Uh, Brilliant stuff. So, yeah, that's me sold on that one. So right that's, up um, your street. That's yeah. Saturday, March the 2nd. So a couple of good gigs uh, to check out on the website. They're all up there and on sale now, which they will be are. good. Yep. Um, so what have, we coming up, uh, what have we got coming up in the next week? We have theatre on Wednesday, the 27th of September. Alison Skilbeck's uh, one-woman show, Mrs. Roosevelt flies to London. I think I've pronounced that yeah, correctly. Oh, I, I got a lesson in how to pronounce it when uh, when I interviewed Alison for uh, I remember, one, one of the I earlier podcasts. I kept getting it wrong. It's Roosevelt, not Roosevelt. Yes. Anyway, it sounds like an absolutely cracking play that she's got coming, um, and it well worth it. Well worth a night out for a bit of theatre. Exactly. Yes. Then we're back to uh, we're back to comedy, aren't we? After that. Yes. Friday, the 29th of September, we have Marcus Birdman with his Platinum show. Um, and that, there's obviously a local link. Yes. Much discussed. His dad used to work at the school. Yes, yes. I think Peter Dixon's mentioned it a yeah. couple of times, hasn't he? Yes. So. Absolutely. So if you fancy a laugh, get yourself along to that one. Mm -hmm. And if you fancy a bit of retro rock and roll... 
yes, or we, retro pop, really, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, we have the actual band China Crisis, their retrospective tour. So this is Eddie London, Gary Daly, Jack Heimers on keys, and Eric Animan on sax. Marvelous stuff. Uh, you, you must be you must be too young to remember them first time round. Uh, mm, yes, I do recognise the songs though. Ah, right, right. Yeah, I remember them the first time round. They're uh, they were part of the eighties uh, musical culture, musical scene. In, yeah. in amongst that, I was never a big fan at the time, but I can mm. sit, I can sit back and listen to them now. Yeah. Very good indeed. Yeah. I was much more of a big country man, that sort of thing. <laughs> I can imagine that. Checked shirts and it's, stuff yes. Like that. Well, you haven't really changed, have you? Well, no. no. <laughs> I don't care. I don't mind being stuck in the eighties. <laughs> if only I could grow the mullet in. But those days are those days are gone. They're making a comeback now. Have you noticed? The hideous mm. things. <laughs> I'd still have one if I could grow one, though. I bet you could, yeah. <laughs> so, where can we find tickets for all this lot then? By calling the box office on oh one eight double three six three double one zero seven and online www thewitham.org.uk Excellent stuff, Jane. Lovely to see you again. And you, Stuart. I'll let you take your size 10s and clomp out of the room now. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Well, that's just about it for this week. I do hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, do check back. We come out every Friday and next week uh, we're heading off back to uh, Edwardian and Victorian times with actor and writer Jonathan Goodwin. But we're going to leave you this week with a bit of music from China Crisis ahead of their gig at the Witham on Saturday, September the 30th. This is a real cracker. This is wishful thinking. And I'll say cheerio and see you next time.
Thanks for listening to In the Spotlight from The Witham, Barnard Castle's community arts centre. Available on all major podcast platforms. So please give us a follow and leave a comment or listen online at www.thewitham.org.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode.